I mean, that was a fucking, I said this to y'all before, but that was like a fucking seance shamanic exorcism. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that shit like this that happened in the past is probably like a basis for why people believe in exorcisms and demon possessions and things Mm -hmm. like this. Like, Mm -hmm. and there is really deep trauma and it just uh, packed away and packed away in a, in a kind of a weird, like, it, it kind of comes its own autonomous personality in a certain way. And mm-hmm. yeah. The big hormone Enneagram. Hi, I'm John Lukovic, uh, sexual self-pres, over the five wing, four five eight trifix. Hi, I'm David Gray, self-pressed sexual nine with one nine seven four trifix. What up? It's Emika. I'm an eight wing seven sexual self-pressed with eight five four fixes. Hi, I'm Nancy. I am a self-pressed social three wing four with a three six nine trifix. If you like our podcast, guys, make sure you go like and subscribe on the Apple Podcast app. And if you really like us, you should definitely leave us a review. I could just fall asleep at these David mouth noises. The, the mouth noises. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome to Big Hormone Enneagram. Uh, we are coming hot off of uh, <laughs> a Big Hormone uh, Enneagram conference uh, in New Orleans. Zone. The Zone. <laughs> very official. Uh, very official, official. meetup. Well, actually, I have a plug before uh, before we get into anything. So uh, before I started doing Big Hormone uh I was t- doing a lot of teaching in New York uh, with my friend Julie Harris. We did New York Enneagram. And on our website, newyorkenneagram.com, we have um, different online courses you can take if you're interested in taking a course on in the instincts. We have also one called The Road to Self, which was written before or done before The Road Back to You. Uh, so uh, fuck The Road Back to You and take, get The Road to Self or whatever. And <laughs> please, I think it, please fuck that other book. <laughs> And I think it's, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of really deep, good stuff in there. Uh, it's much, it's not as uh, funny as we approach it here. We take it, we look at essence and uh, how that plays into types. And so anyway, um, I, people have recently been buying it and I was like, oh shit, uh, people actually, there still exist. So it was a link recorded a few years ago. Um, but yeah, we had uh, our little meetup. Um, we have to do these every now and then to restore our soul. Yes. I, I think I think the best way to describe it is uh, when we do these, they're like, it's like a, this is so fucking cheesy. I don't know better. It's like a soul party because it's like, it's very a party atmosphere, but there's like so much inner transformation and yeah. like, it's so real. And so we're, we're partying hard, but it's like, it's like, there's a, there's something else going on in the atmosphere and something, somebody's life always radically changes <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> afterwards. And so um, what we're going to spend today kind of talking about is uh, a, a basically a spontaneous breathwork session uh, occurred over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, thus far I've done breathwork with everybody here on this call. I've been, uh, I studied breathwork at, with Jessica Dibb at Inspiration uh, Consciousness School in Baltimore, Maryland. Or like on weekends, like once a month for like six or seven years. And so we were in this party atmosphere and it was a very introverted uh, experience. Even though it was a party, it was still like we were all kind of, it's hard to explain, but um, 
some point, uh, you know, I'm in the zone with uh, Alexandra and uh, Emika comes over and says, hey, uh, our, a friend who was there uh, is in a bad spot and, and might need a breathwork session. And, you know, uh, I'm tripping a little bit. Uh, I know everybody else is. And it was like, <laughs> literally, literally. <Yep. laughs> and I go in and this friend is she's um, she's wrapped herself in the sheets. She's on a bed, total darkness wrapped bed sheets across her whole body like over her face and it was had a, like a mummy like quality and uh emika you can speak to what was exactly the physical problem my understanding was like she couldn't move basically she couldn't move talk or exist without having these uh, uncontrollable body shakes and spasms that you know couldn't breathe and you know just like it felt like a loss of control of her body and it, it seemed like a, I don't know exactly what it was, but it seemed like an anxiety panic attack. Um, it was like I, incredibly intense. Like mm-hmm. it was like, I've seen people have panic attacks and this was her body. Like she was incapable of moving her body. Yes. Um, it, it was, it was so wild and it was like, we're going to have to call an ambulance, you know? Like, right. I've seen people. Yeah. Like I've, I've seen people have anxiety and need to leave. But this, this was, uh, I mean, cause I could, I could feel, you could feel her body seizing up if you had, if you were touching her, these mm-hmm. were very strong um, reactions that were going on. And, you know, because if you just have anxiety, you can maybe like medic self-medicated in some way and keep doing what you're doing, but she couldn't do anything. No, I mean, no. could not physically move her arms, uh, and hardly responsive in terms of being able to speak to her. And, you know, it's like, yeah, we were in a, like, we were in a party atmosphere and stuff like that. And it's sort of like, oh, it's just, just a bad reaction to the, the sub, any substances or whatever. And yeah, possibly, but in this context, uh, without giving away too much of the person's personal life, there was a lot coming up that I think, uh, I suspect whatever substances she was on allowed, uh, certain things to come into her awareness that she's normally more defended against. Mm-hmm. And that this was her body and superego uh, counteracting the emergence of those understandings, those emotions, and those realizations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, there was several people, because of this meetup had a different vibe, it had a very introverted vibe. And so what was interesting is that um, compared to other meetups, that the reactions people were having to these sort of like heart opening types of substances that we were doing um, was to go inward and some people mm-hmm. would even go to sleep and there were other people who had done cer- certain things that would normally turn you up that had were experiencing similar things of like stuff that they didn't that they needed to process were, were coming up so that seemed like a theme but in her case her body was reacting with this sort of really intense you know seizing kind of quality like her There's body a war was, between yeah. two you know, big forces mm-hmm yeah, so, she wanted to make it stop. And that's one of, that's one of the things that she kept repeating mm-hmm. is how do I make this stop? Because she just didn't have any control of her body and it was such an intense, <laughs> such an intense thing. Um and she and was that, concerned about how much space she was taking up in the group with this yes. thing coming up. Right, right. So right. like I I would imagine that I've done I'm like on the low end between 50 to 100 breathwork sessions. Uh mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, so a breathwork session 
I was trained in integrative breathing. And if you know what holotropic breathing is, it's very, very similar, except it's individual. And so like I work with a client one-on-one and as a breath worker, my main role is to, um, you know, help them breathe properly and sort of be a mirror and a witness. And in a breathwork session, uh, what happens is you, you breathe in a sort of somewhat circular fashion. So there's like no pause between the in and out breath and breathing this way, um, it balances the two branches of the autonomic nervous system, the sympathetic and parasympathetic. And for whatever reason, because trauma is in the body uh, and trauma gets stuck in the body when it's not properly trauma, I mean, big and small trauma, um, when the energy around any kind of disruption or trauma is not really allowed to move through the body, through shaking, through crying, moaning, screaming, we, you do all these things to arrest the natural processes our body has for dealing with overwhelm. So most of us are stuck in a, in a breathing pattern that we're, we're locked into stress. Stress is a product of this, the activation of the sympathetic nervous system. It's the fight or flight nervous system. And uh, the sympathetic nervous system is one half of the autonomic nervous system. So the other half is the parasympathetic. So when you breathe more consciously and more deeply, it starts to uh, balance those two aspects of the nervous system. So the parasympathetic is like rest and restore. So you start to kind of regulate your nervous system. And for whatever reason, maybe it's this, maybe it's some other thing, but uh, because trauma is stored in the body, when, when you start getting more oxygenated, uh, that trauma and the emotions around it and the physical tensions and patternings also start to emerge into awareness so that you can um, you know, uh, experience them and process them and, and heal from them. And so the breath has enormous intelligence, your power, capacity, whatever the word, to uh, help us heal from really deep stuff that we have no idea is hanging around behind us. So most sessions are, they can have very intense elements to them. I've had some really intense sessions. Uh, a lot of times are, this sounds crazy, but a lot of times our, um, our traumas and our pains are sort of echoes or uh, reflections of earlier birth trauma that happened in distinct stages. Um, if you're interested in this, I suggest looking at uh, integrated or polytropic breathwork by Stanislav and Christine Groff, the book. Um, but there are distinct pre and post birth stages that have distinct themes that most of our traumatic experiences are like somehow reflecting whether we have experience that reminds us on an unconscious level of the birth trauma or that trauma just happens to have this archetypal template, whatever. So uh, most, some of them are very gentle. I've seen people have orgasms during breath work. I've seen people, uh, have birth trauma that they relive and reconstellate stuff. It's wild. So anyway, this session, uh, was definitely, I think, you know, definitely the most intense breath work session I've ever experienced. How long do you think it went on? Was it a couple hours or? I think the total thing was probably three, four hours. Jesus. And I'm talking like when you guys got up and we helped her use the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, I think I was in there for a little over an hour before, like, and I was like, this, nothing's happening because like, I, before you guys went to the bathroom and then like, then, she, you know, she was up for a little bit, still yeah. breathing, but standing. And that was, that was probably like 45 minutes. And then I think going back into the room, that was maybe an hour. Um, and wow. When I got, when I got there, you guys were, you and her were <clears throat> standing up. 
And from that point, and you know, I didn't know anything that was happening because I was downstairs and then I came up that from that point forward. I mean, that was at least another hour and a half that I was there. Oh, wow. Witnessing. So I lost all track of time. Yeah. I, I, I had some substances in me. And like before this whole thing began, I, I went in to check on her and um, I thought, you know, cause it was like, I forget what time it was, but it was like, we're all trying to get ready to, to party and went in to check on her with some substances in my system. And um, that's when I realized, oh shit, this is like a much more serious situation. And so from the beginning of John walking in there to start helping with, you know, helpers do the breathwork session. I thought maybe it was an hour from that to the end. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> no at the crazy. most, I, I lost I mean, all track of time. It was like a vortex happened. Totally. So like, uh, so the beginning was really bizarre because this was not a breathwork session that she had, in a sense, consented to. It wasn't like, we're going to do a breathwork session. It was like her body was in such a state that it was like, that or go to the hospital seemed like the only yeah. option. Yeah, yeah. And she, during it, I was like, you know, I, I made clear like, hey, I'm, you know, John's here and I'm a breath worker and we're going to see if we can help, blah, 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 you know, and, but she was not fully, I mean, she was in another state and you mm-hmm. get in, in a breath work session, like you get into a different mode. Like your, your, your mind is, you're, you're like neocortex or whatever is not functioning the same way. And so. Um, yeah, for a while it was scary because she could not hardly move and she had the, um, the, the, the sheet over her face and there would be different kinds of emotions and things emerge that she would shut down really fast. Mm-hmm. And I had to keep, uh, like, I mean, she, she was really spinning also. Like I had to keep telling her, don't resist don't resist when it became clear what was happening that she was resisting and she was trying to get it trying to get the body stuff and the freezing and the emotions to stop and i was like right. they're not stopping like you can't stop them now you we got we got to just do this together we'll just do it with the breath and uh you know as a breath worker there's also different parts of the body that i touch to help kind of move things and help th- things from being stuck um and almost nothing worked and it's i had to like you know i was in i was tripping a little so i had to like leave for a bit to go to the bathroom and come back and you know kind of get my mind clear of like all right like get out of the party time to do this you know and so i don't know it was just fucking wild and i remember feeling like i don't know if i can do this or like i don't know if this is gonna help like this seems really fucked up yeah um i there was a point where i started to get tired because i've been in breathwork sessions and i have some sense of okay you get to this point and things start to happen and you get to the other side and it, it wasn't happening. Exactly. And, and it, I could feel her body. It was still doing the same thing. And I was like, what the fuck? I, I didn't, I didn't know if this was going to even do anything. It's weird thinking, think, looking back on it now, because now I can realize how serious of a situation that was, but I was worried that she was going to give up, but that didn't happen. Yes. Yes. That, that, that was, was the thing that blew fear. me away. She did not give up. And there was a point where I got tired, but she kept pushing. You know, that that was the most incredible part of it to me because I didn't think that this was going anywhere, but she kept returning, you know, back to the edge of the cliff, you know, to try to like convince herself to jump. Like her body knew she had to do this to purge Mm -hmm. this. Yes. 
you know the way like the way you guys are talking about it sounds a lot like a birth process like oh, i don't yeah. know if you noticed it absolutely that but... was. yeah it was absolutely birth process and that's a really good point emka is i remember you know like i'm tripping so like my emotions like are not as impartial as they usually are when i'm doing breath work Mm-hmm. And like, that was a thing I had to kind of work through. Like when I went to the bathroom, I left, I was like, I have to like, I have to get my emotions in order. You know, like I have to like, kind of like get my head in the game basically. Cause I, I like in a normal circumstance, I can just kind of do it. And then here it was like, there was other stuff affecting me. And I remember thinking like, uh, she had, I think, I think she'd said something like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this a couple of times. And I felt her resistance enormously strong. And then uh, I was, I said at one point, cause somebody was like, I can't remember who said it, but somebody was like, Oh, like, let's keep going. Or she wants to go back into it. And I was like, Oh no, she, I mean, she said she didn't want to. And I don't want to. Who force said that? Her. Was that me? <laughs> was, I mean, who said, I don't, that, <laughs> I don't think it was me. I, I, I remember saying we're with you as long as it takes. Actually, Yeah. Yeah. I probably, um, well, I think, I think I'd asked her if she wanted to keep going and she said yes. And I, I think I told you that she wanted to keep going. But I, but, I I had her, all, but I was also late to the party. So, you know, so I had more strength. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. No, but that, that was the most incredible part of it to me because there were stages and she kept re-upping. I, I felt like, you know, tired. <laughs> totally. You know, and but she was I'm sure she must have been fucking exhausted. Yeah, I was exhausted and I felt like like I'd felt the resistance energy and interpret. And then some of the things she she said something in when first part one in the room, she was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then when you said I was so I was like, fuck it, God, like, I don't know how this is going to go. So, I, you know, I thought, oh, she doesn't want to do it. And then uh, when you asked her and it was like go time, I was like, fuck, yeah. And we got in there. Yeah. And. I mean, that was a fucking, I said this to y'all before, but that was like a fucking seance, shamanic exorcism. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was Uh, a different energy that time. There was a different intention uh, because she, it's almost like she realized what she had to do and now she was ready to do it. And also you, you know, came in with uh, much more specific prompts. It seemed like you were, you knew where to push this time. And she was just, everything came together that second, that, that last time. And just, you know, that's why it just fucking worked. Yeah. When I felt her willingness, suddenly then it was like, I could feel something in me turn on, you know, it was like, all right, I know what to do. Like now, like I, like the the door is open now, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And she knows what she's asking me to do. You know, like it's, it's, there's not like, I'm going to push on somebody who doesn't quite know what's going on or isn't ready for it. And yeah, after you guys were like, you know, like you guys were standing up for a while, I think that was when her sort of regular cognitive of mine came back and was like, oh, I need to really do something to fix this problem. Mm-hmm. And I think then she was able to have that uh, conviction to go back in. So, yeah, that's when things started to really move. Yeah. And that's one of the most incredible things I've ever been part of. Yeah. So, like, uh, it was gr- it was amazing because it was like uh, you were in there. David came in and Alexander came in and they just sort of held space like two beautiful nines. And um, I was, you know, you like I had you uh, what you really appreciated, like you just like like just trusted me to do my thing and were responding when I was giving you like stuff to do. But yeah, like she was laying down wrapped in a blanket, uh, but her like her her knees were like tucked like 
you know, like, like, I don't know how you describe it, but like I was pushing against her, her knees, her lower legs, and you had like her, her top of her torso and top of her head mm-hmm. and had that configuration because putting pressure in that way sometimes uh, reminds the body of birth. Yeah. And so doing yeah. reminds the body to like change, to move or transform or like re- become reborn from this thing. And so without going too specifically into what she was up against, there was a very, very clear sense of deep trauma between herself and her mother mm-hmm. and a way in which I knew that the energy that was freezing her body was rage and that it was rage she was unable to voice, access, and really integrate. And so, uh, you know, like, I, you know, I don't normally do this in a breathwork session, but it was sort of required in the moment. But I was like really yelling at her like, what does it want to say? If the, if the, if this feeling had a voice, what would it, you know, I'm like yelling at her and like, I'm like, say it and don't resist, you know, and this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, she was telling me, tell me what to do, tell me what to do. And it was like, I mean, it was, the energies were so powerful. And when it finally erupted out of her and it came out in several different like nuclear bomb explosion, I mean, it was like, like I'm getting chills talking about it because it was, so fucking insane and like all four of us were like holding energy in a different way and the amazing thing was like after she sort of uh basically is like you know expressed what she needed to express she felt fucking great yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. i know john had asked me to, to i don't know if this is too specific but to put pressure on the top of her head and also it was it had been working throughout the whole thing to put pressure on her chest and so it's like he's got her knees i've got her head and her chest and she's vocalizing like this like um it felt like you've been holding on to this trauma that you couldn't have spoke to your entire life and Mm -hmm. this one moment it all is just coming to this one vocal expression and all of that is packed into this thing It, it was just one of the most powerful things like i've ever heard just Incredible. You know, just releasing that and um, just coming out to the other side. Like it was, it was like she, it was like fucking, let's just imagine that there was like a fucking demon in her body that got like pushed out. <laughs> that's yeah, that's can, what it felt I, like. I can remember at one point saying, cause she was starting to kind of yell at her mother. Right. And I said, yeah, you know, she deserves to be yelled at, you know, to get her right. to yeah, that was spit a great out more. Day, that was great. Yeah, it, that wasn't that was mind blowing. I mean, we've all had breathwork sessions with John, and they're all incredible in their own way. But this was this was another level. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, and just for people listening, like, you know, I, I I spoke to everybody in the room and was just like, well, first, I want to say that I think that shit like this that happened in the past is probably like a basis for why people believe in exorcisms and demon possessions and things mm-hmm. like this, like. Mm-hmm. And there is really deep trauma, and it just uh, packed away and packed away in a in a kind of a weird like it, it kind of becomes its own autonomous personality in a certain way. And mm-hmm. yeah, what I mean by that is like um, you know people who've been traumatized, like soldiers or something, that go- come back from war and start to pick fights. Um, at least by the logic uh, that's described by like Peter Levine, who does a lot of uh, trauma work with, uh, and he's an author and stuff. Uh, I can't remember his books, but worth looking at if this is interesting to you that on some level we unconsciously try to re-engage our traumas so that we can have the full nervous system 
uh, release and processing of the traumatic event. But because we don't really understand our bodies, even with all our medical fucking modern shit, uh, we typically suppress all the shakes, all the heaving, all the weirdness that the body goes through to process trauma because we think it's like going to get out of control or hurt ourselves or we just don't understand it. So, yeah, like, I mean, it is, I think when you don't, aren't able to access that and it's put away and it's put away and put away and controlled and controlled and controlled. And yet at the same time, there's a part of your personality that's like trying to re-engage those original traumas to try to release them in some way, even if it's a very haphazard way, it can feel like its own fucking demon. <laughs> you know, it can feel like its own yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So, right. And I talked with everybody in the room after, like, just in case listeners are like, what the fuck? I talked with everybody after, it was like, you know, that was huge energy and like taking the metaphor of an exorcism. It's like, if you exercise a demon, it's going to want to find another body to get into. Mm-hmm. So everybody needs to like ground themselves, maybe go outside, spend some time alone, recognize that they could be projecting on one another. You know, like Emika was a very strong presence and he's an eight in the projection type. And so it's very easy to project the power of that event or, or the, the holding of that event or, or the person having the breathwork session could project her power onto Emika or me being kind of like the uh, whatever, the, the witch doctor. doctor. Yeah, the facilitator, witch doctor, like me having some kind of special wisdom or something or, you know, whatever's going on. Uh, everybody needs to just like kind of chill and get ground and recognize they could be holding projections and projecting on each other. Yeah, that was a very important thing to hear you say about it because um, I, I can imagine having a transformative event. I mean, that was a life-changing event. That, like, there's a before and after and even after this whole thing went down, you know, she's, she seemed like a different person. Different, entirely different, entirely different in a good way. Yeah. Like she's just seen more alive, more, more here, more like the, the qualities that you could sort of always intuit were there were like front and center, you know, in terms yeah, so, of humor and all that. <clears throat> so there's a danger of, you know, of taking the transformative energy of that event and, and life-changing you know, whatever, and saying it's because of you that right. that took place, you know, and, and so it's a really important to stay grounded. And no, none of us could have made that happen. I mean, you're part of the process, but she was the only one who could have done that, you know, who could have totally allowed that to happen. So, I mean, there's, there's going to be some aspect of wanting to like say it's because of, you know, this outside thing that I had this transformation, but it is because of her. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that was pretty far out and wild and intense and whatever. And it's, I mean, fucking amazing that given all the, the circumstances and that we were all tripping and, you know, like yeah. all the things that could have gone wrong, it was like actually supr- like sublimely beautiful and yes. really worked Huge. out like just ele- like, like elegantly and uh, brought everybody close together. Everybody whose heart was affected by that, I think. Yeah. And I, I forgot to mention this at the beginning, but we're talking about breath work, not just because we had a meetup, but because someone sent in a question right. uh, that we should talk, that they wanted to learn more about breath work and, and what it is. And so it seemed like perfect timing that we had this amazing, incredible breath work session over the last week and that uh, we can all talk about it now. And, uh, you know, I, and, and not just this one event, but like I've done sessions with the three of y'all. So like, if, I was wondering if y'all had any, if, if there's more you wanted to say about this, that past weekend's uh, event or y'all's the sessions that we've done together. Yeah. What, what, what was, uh, David, what was your session? Like <laughs> if you want to talk about it. Yeah. And, uh, I'd like John's 
feedback as well. Um, so we did one that last day during the morning. Um, and uh, of course, <laughs> wasn't an exorcism, but um, <laughs> well, I was having a lot of heart stuff come up for me in the session I did with John. I can remember saying just the fundamental fact about myself that I don't accept my heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was, and that was kind of the big piece or, I mean, there were a couple of different things that happened at the nonverbal level of my body. I mean, there were, you know, there were tears relative to all of that, um, to not accepting my heart. And John was getting me to, bring the spirit of acceptance to my heart and breathe into my heart, the spirit of acceptance of my heart. And that took a while to get to, um, but then finally did start to happen. Uh, I'm not sure what all to say about that piece there, but what happened shortly after I kind of came into that space was uh, my head then started having a certain kind of really alive <clears throat> electric feeling in my head. And, um, and it was a sensation. It was very sensation oriented and it was um, not manic, not like, you know, head center neurotic energy. It was just very like everything was firing. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and, and not in, again, not in a hyperactive way, just like, oh, okay, this is, this thing's all alive now and it's all lit up. And I said to John, <clears throat> I can use my head now, you know, as if we birthed through something, which I guess we did, um, mm -hmm. you know, I can use my head differently now and then i started laughing and i had a huge <laughs> i had a huge laugh attack and i and i kept having convulsions of just laughing and john was laughing with me and it was great mm -hmm. um <laughs> and uh yeah it was oh man i just couldn't stop i love to have a big laugh attack so it was great um and then what happened just really suddenly um is suddenly it was like like then suddenly this is very sensation experience that's impossible to relay, but suddenly my whole body from head to toe was just a, a, a hollow, empty channel in a good way. Like there was just, I was just free and clear, just 100% from head to toe. And it felt like then kind of my heart and being were just like, it, here's what it was. It was like the, all the knots that you hold in your body, the body tension that we're all doing to hold shit back, mm -hmm. um, to, to stop feeling certain things and so forth. It was like, all of that was just flushed through and I was just hollow. All those knots were gone. And I was specifically, you know, like feeling heart energy all the way down into the bottom of my feet. Mm. Um, and, uh, and it, and it was, again, it was just a sudden, like very clear, you know, not cause I can imagine anything, right. I'm overly imaginative in a way. And, and, but it, this was a very specific sensation in my body that just suddenly burst open and had this 
um, extreme clarity. And then, um, you know, and then we kind of wound it down. I think we came back to heart acceptance in, in, in a way. And then, you know, we ended the session and, uh, one thing that was interesting was John left me to just kind of recover or whatever, um, in the bed there and just getting up and moving around was like being in a completely different body, you know, almost, um, not being able to walk. Uh, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. And disoriented, but I mean, it was all, but not like something that would cause anxiety or concern. Right. It was just, mm, yeah. Yeah. Just being a, a, a different being. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Cause uh, you know, I've known you a long time and uh, like, I don't know, you can nine ghost yourself real easy, you know, like you can sort of, choose to appear and disappear in front of somebody's eyes and so uh you were just so much more there but like you weren't there in like a taking up space kind of a way or like a you know expand it was just like i could just feel you so much more vividly and more like dimensionally and more like texture and Mm. you just you, you just seemed like uh just yeah you just seemed more here and more at ease with being here and just more fully here and yeah it's like I've always, you know, felt your heart, but uh, it was like a really distinct impression of it that was like ongoingly there rather than here it is. And, but I kind of like, you know, keep it hidden a little bit and then come back. And, you know, it was like you were just there and very heartfelt and, uh, you know, and it wasn't like you were suddenly cheesy and sentimental or anything like that. But it was like I could just feel it. And like even when we went to the airport and stuff like that, there was just this sense of you being more there. It was very cool. Yeah, I've been working on. Uh staying with it and and uh just being conscious of uh you know holding well just more clear because you can see the personality right trying to form back into its thing right Mm -hmm. and and of course it's probably done that to some degree or whatever but at the same time just being conscious of it in a new way because of having a scene right really clearly like in my body which is my main center you know just what that is as a as an experience uh to you know so i've been making a point of being with it and it was here's one another thing that was interesting is um and this is the cheesy part here is one thing i thought about right afterwards was nancy and because mm. i because i have a uh there's a thing that i get sometimes with threes that threes can do with for me just holding them conceptually in abstract space certain threes um there's a certain way in which that there's an innocence there in a way around the three heart space for me or the style of it. Um, and I was thinking about her as I was laying there afterwards, uh, you know, that was part of what was going through my mind. And then, uh, you know, I got up and so forth and said hi to everybody again and reintroduced myself to the world <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and got in the shower you know, just shortly thereafter. And then Nancy called and Nancy was having something going on for her. That was like real heart stuff, like Mm, real big, big, yeah, it was real big too. And it was like, Oh, wow, this is, this is amazing. I mean, even, you know, 
I couldn't relay all that. I was literally in the shower and hit put her on speakerphone and just was talking to her <laughs> while I'm in the shower. And uh, we're talking. And so it was great. I mean, it was just perfect. Um, just the ideal thing to happen mm. right then. And I can't even explain exactly why. But um, so that was that was a really beautiful piece of it. Those kind of synchronicities start to happen. Like, yeah. Like- you know, when those, when both those energies move, but also like when those energies move such that we're allowed to be more here. Yep. Yeah. For listeners, we didn't say this, but Nancy couldn't make it on the weekend. So, but it's cool that you were, you were there energetically. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was glad it was, I was really happy to speak with you. That was further heart swelling for me to connect with you that way, even though you were connecting with me because of something you were going through that was difficult. Um, that was continuing my connection in what I had just experienced with John. Uh, so it was beautiful to have you be there with me in that way. Yeah, this past week is like made it impossible for me not to pay attention to my heart. So I just like can't really function without just crying all the time. So it's kind of interesting that we both had those mm-hmm. kind of moments that broke our hearts open mm-hmm. at the same time. I'm sorry. No, it's oh, totally no, no, cool. No, no. We're here with you, Nancy. Totally cool. We should have more of these. I don't know if it uh, makes sense for to do another session with John, maybe. That would probably be helpful because I know I have... Uh, my therapist told me I should go chop wood because I have a lot of pent up rage, <clears throat> and that's what a lot of this is. Mm. Um, and I don't really know what to do with it. Yeah, so it's making it really hard for me to function. Let's. Well, uh, I so I've been doing online uh, breathwork sessions with people. Like I'm still getting the hang of it. It's it's still useful and helpful. I don't. It's not maybe as powerful as it might be in person, but uh, you know, you can't go wrong with breasts. So maybe like later this week, you want to do something. Yeah, I would like that. Cool. And so, uh, I've had a session with John. I think that was in 2019. Yeah, here in Chicago, and um, I mean that's one of those significant events. I've never had anything like that happen before, and I think the 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 theme of the session was, I mean, John could feel that I had a lot of armor <laughs> yeah. physically, um, which is typical eight stuff. And I don't remember if it was like trying to get to my heart space. Maybe it was like I don't remember if that that was what it, that's what it was, but it was like trying to find a way in. And intuitively, he figured out that there needed to be some kind of push and there was a point where he was you know on top of me with pillows like providing this much force and I was pushing against it and that's when the dam broke you know there was a breakthrough emotionally for me and one of the things I think we talked about was that I have not been able to cry since I was 15 or 16 which is a really weird thing not to say that I I have not been able to like shed tears but actually cry um had not been able to experience anything like that since that long. And that's, you know, probably like armoring. And even, I think there was a point in my life where I actually tried to cry and I was unable to. (laughs) Mm. So um, through that experience of, you know, just there was a, you know, through the breath, but also like physically pushing against 
I was able to access my emotions, heart, and um, I was able to kind of cry in that session. And it was um, similar to what David's talking about. Like, you know, when, when coming down from that, I couldn't walk, you know, like um, it felt like um, it did feel, for me at the end of it, it felt like I had opened up some kind of access to my heart and through the body in some kind of way like it it was uh it was heart opening through through the body and i don't know if i'm explaining what the fuck happened well enough but um that was my experience yeah it was uh so i remember we had a about 2 hour session oh i don't even remember how long it was <laughs> it was it was it was long and, and i heard uh, some yelling from the other room oh yeah, yeah. i forgot that part <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't remember all the details, but I remember um there was a lot of like there was maybe like 45 minutes where I could just feel yeah, like you're armoring and it was like if I had any fucking doubt about you being an 8, it was like so clear from like just an energetic level, like the the especially around your torso, you know, like you like in your chest, like there's a lot of just like like armor feeling. Uh-huh. And um I'm trying to, I, I do remember being like, man, I hope, uh, I hope we can get somewhere with this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like we might and, not be able to get through this steel yeah, barrier. Exactly. And it, yeah, at some point, like somehow some of your wrestling stuff came up and yeah. I remember, uh, like that clicked and I, yeah, I put a bunch of pillows, like, like I had you like cross your arms yeah, uh, and I put a bunch of pillows on top of your arms and then I like put my full body weight against like on top of you yeah over the pillow and had you push on me and it was like you pushing started to like release some stuff in your body and you started screaming and like you know like then there was like crying that happened and there was a big emotional release it was like really powerful and i remember uh some grief came up for you. Like I remember like you had the images of, of a, a woman that you had broken up with or something. And Oh, wow. I forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forgot the grief part. Um, that was, uh, I felt like, yeah, that I needed that breakthrough. And then I, the grief was on the other side of it. Right. And it was such an intense, intense experience of grief. I, I don't think, it feels like uh, the eight armoring, just like it, it, sometimes people talk about like, eights not having access to the heart. It's like, it's like I can hear it and I can, it just sounds so far away. Like the heart mm-hmm. feels like such a distant, you know, I experience these feelings, but it just feels so faint. And in that moment, it was loud. Like this, the, the experience of grief was so loud and so present for me. And, and that's kind of, you know, what I was hoping to experience was it feels like I'm numb emotionally. Not the feelings are there, but it's like, they're really hard for me to, it's really hard for it it to even get to me Mm -hmm. because of the armoring. And in that moment, I felt really touched by certain things that maybe I couldn't even, uh, my, my personality structure wouldn't even allow me to, to even feel. Um, and so, yeah, it that was a really cool, that was a really cool moment because um, I could actually feel grief for certain things that I'd never been able to process. And, um, and even like when I've gone through certain bad breakups, it, there's still an element of trying to find a way to my heart, 
like I know there are bad feelings in there. Like I'm experiencing some kind of grief, but I can't, I can't even, I can't even touch it or it can't, it can't even touch me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, so that stuff just gets backed up. And so there was just some backed up grief that I hadn't been able to touch my heart that I was able to touch in that moment. So it was really cool. The other thing that's interesting to me too, is that the, the, you told us on that same trip that the last time you had cried was actually around a situation with the wrestling team that you were on. So the wrestling thing was in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting to me. Yeah. And I don't, I, I don't even know what the fuck that means, but I mean, it was such an intense cry and it was in front of other males which is the right. worst fucking time that something like yeah. that can happen. I cried so hard. It was like Niagara mm-hmm. Falls. I don't think mm. it's all like, it's all, it's almost like all of the cries of that I could have had in my entire life. I cried yeah. at that one fucking moment. And oh, yeah. maybe my, my personality was like, that's the last fucking time you're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> this you was that, awful. We're that, never doing that, it again. <laughs> you know that, I mean, typologically, I mean, that really is a thing with gut types, you know, I mean, Riso talks about it and maybe it was in personality types, but just that there's this thing with gut types where they do this insane thing of trying to just completely remove a whole huge chunk of what it is to be a human being. I mean, it's Mm. like an insane, you know, I mean, well, just trying to remove all human vulnerability. I mean, just the absurdity of that. Right. And nines, you know, trying to cut off your whole existence or whatever. And ones it's all, you know, human imperfection or whatever, or something like that. It's just, just whole huge chunks of psyche you're attempting to hold away or completely decouple from. It's crazy. I think yeah. also in the mix to that, Emika, of the wrestling cry had something to do with your father. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Of course I, of course I glossed over that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That thing. Um, yeah. The four will just walk you right back. <laughs> Remember this traumatic stuff, thing? There was, I think that connected to the whole resistance thing because there was a lot of mm-hmm. me feeling like I was, you know, I had to push up against this, you know, father figure who was who's also an eight who basically stopping me from doing all the shit that i want to do and um you know of course the the you can see how that would relate to wrestling which is i needed to push up against something to even access that that grief yeah in the body in the body yeah i mean so there's a lot of like anger um growing up that i even have parents like i even have not only just parents but also like hyper controlling dad who is just trying to like not not even like stop me from doing things that aren't good like just control what i do you know like i think one of the things that was really painful as a kid was i on my own chose this sport and i was trying to get better at it and i was doing things on my own without him at all uh pursuing that and he would insert himself into things that i was doing uh and stop me from doing them things that were good you know and so like this theme of you know overbearing figure who's trying to stop me from living my life um it was uh you know just one of those it, it's one of those overarching kind of essential things that i've that's part of my psyche you know like that i'm just angry about so like when when people when i get triggered by things you know the sort of rage that comes up 
you're talking about decades worth of rage with that at the root of it. It's that rage against this person that I'm now funneling to smash and destroy whoever's in front of me. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, right. You know, so it's it's a it's a whole thing, but you know, at the bottom of that is a lot of is a lot of grief. Yeah. I don't remember a huge amount of me and John's breathwork session, except for after that, I had a person who haunted me for years. Not a bad haunt, but like a person who um, was later discovered to be my one of my guardian angels. Um, but he he showed up and <laughs> he liked to scare me when he showed up. Um, he said it was to keep me on my toes. Um, so that so John caused a ghost to haunt me for years after our breathwork <laughs> session. Mm. And um I do remember that everything was really, really bright after. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like mm. hard to it's hard to look at things because it felt like you were mm. actually using your eyes. Oh that's mm -hmm. interesting. instead of using like anything else. Like it feels after a breathwork session, or at least when I remember, it felt like you were using the correct parts of your body for like what it's supposed to do. <laughs> and so yeah. then it yeah. feels like really weird because you're like, oh, this is mm -hmm. what my feet are supposed to do. Like mm -hmm. what my yep. eyes are supposed to do. It just feels like you're realigned and it it's really mm -hmm. bizarre. Yeah, like so without getting too airy fairy, um that phenomenon i think is what gurdjieff would call finer hydrogens which is the way he describes um you know basically like we're, we're consciousness is normally run on a kind of automatic energy and then the next level up is a sensitive energy and so when we get enough sensitivity in the capital s uh in us like the aim of inner work and meditation and stuff like this is to uh to increase our sensitive energy but also to contain and keep it in our being and so when you, you know, like I've had experience after a long Vipassana meditation or breath work or whatever, there's a kind of like a thing seemed amped without it being like a drug amp. Like, it's just like, whoa, like the light is brighter. Um, that's like a very common experience. Cause there's like, as you said, Nancy, it's like the things are doing what they're supposed to be doing. So uh, I'm going to give people some resources where they can go do breath work if they're interested. Including you including me. So you can find me on johnluckovich.com and email me there. I now remember that I have a website. <laughs> um, uh, but some, like I studied with Inspiration uh, Consciousness School with a woman named Jessica Dibb. She does a lot of stuff on the Shift Network with Russ, but uh, it's not breathwork related, but she has a website called inspirationcommunity.org. She doesn't do sessions anymore, but she's got a lot of breathworkers. She's located in Baltimore, but there's people around the Northeast uh, you can get in touch with maybe through her or whatever. Um, in New York City, I really recommend uh, there's Curtis Nielsen, who was on our uh, men's men's work call a couple pod a couple months ago. Um, he can be found is Curtis Nielsen. He can be found at Union, like like J U N G I A N DreamTherapy.com. You can also find him there, uh, Union Dream Therapy on Facebook. Uh, Alice Wells, who was, was my breath worker for a long time. She's in New York and Brooklyn, onebreathcircle.org. And finally, Alaria Cantori, who is a master breath worker, really incredible, uh, incredible breath worker and life coach. Uh, her website is embodyingbreath.com. So uh, there's some options out there. Uh, right now, I think most people are still doing online. And 
some people like I know that Laurie has had a really good success online. I'm still getting my legs there, but I'm I'm seeing some good stuff with my clients. So yeah, uh, there's there's a lot out there, and uh, if you need breathworker recommendations, check me out. You can just email me and see if I know anybody in your area. Uh, and there are a lot of fucking kooks and uh, morons and and hippie type of people that you like. I would not recommend. So just because someone says they're a breath worker does not mean shit. There's a lot of uh, total weirdos um, that have all that are just absolutely insane and kind of reckless and irresponsible. And breath work is like a very very sacred practice, something that requires the utmost responsibility and training because. Uh, you can, you come up with a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff gets kicked up that like, you know, comes a, a lightning rod for deep psychological forces. So, um, so yeah, breathwork is an amazing thing. I know we didn't explain the technique all that well, cause it's sort of hard to do to explain unless you do it. Um, but it is one of the most powerful tools in, uh, growth and inner work I've experienced. Yeah. I'll, I'll echo that. Cause I mean, I've known John for, quite a few years and the way that he talked about breath work seemed like this is one of those John things that I don't know how much reality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does sound like that. I, I don't, cause I mean, he's talked about a couple breath work sessions that seemed completely other, otherworldly. And I'm like, I know that what he's talking about is probably real on some level, but how real is it? <laughs> so, so going through this experience, you know, I overcame it pushed through whatever skepticism I had because this is a real physical experience that I had. And, you know, so when, when John talks about, you know, breathwork uh, sessions, I mean, now I've been part of incredible breathwork sessions. This is one of the most incredible modalities been in work that you can do. So um, if it sounds weird or you're skeptical of it, just fucking do it. Like this is one of the most powerful things that I've ever witnessed. And, you know, just over the last weekend, uh, a life-changing event took place and we all were part of it and it's one of the most incredible things i've ever seen and that was breathwork so yeah, give it, it a fucking shot this is it was, serious it, it, was, it was a event. magical event like in the capital m magic and uh fools doubt me uh <laughs> I'm, I'm making shit up with all my egypt or all my whatever and then they, <laughs> then they learn then they learn <laughs> Yeah, it's get on board with breathwork. It's, it's actual serious shit. If an ape thinks it's for real, you know it's for real. Yeah, seriously, seriously. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. All right. Talk to y'all next week. Yeah. Okay. Nancy, we'll be in touch about whatever. All right. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. If the devil Like an apology hey.